Welcome to the Mac Observer's Daily Observations Podcast. I'm Jeff Gamut. Today is Tuesday, April 5th, 2016. And with me today, I have John Martellaro. How are you, John? I'm very good. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Dave Hamilton. How are you? I'm outstanding. Thanks for having me. Excellent. I'm, I'm glad you're both here. Also, I'm really glad we have a special guest today. We have Greg Scone from Smile Software. And uh, Greg, it's really great that you're here. Thank you for coming on. Thanks. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, uh, like I said, I'm really glad you're here. And uh, and I'm glad you're here because you're kind of at the center of what our topic is today. And that's the, the, the whole thing with, with subscription-based software. And the reason you're, you're at the center of this today is because Smile just released a new product today. And uh, that would be Text Expander 6. So, but before we re- like really get into everything, um, for our listeners that aren't sure what that would be, do you mind filling us in? Oh, absolutely. So we released Text Expander 6 today, um, and the things that are new and interesting about it are that we are now backed by a web service, TextExpander.com, uh, so that uh, we can provide your snippets to all of your devices, your Mac, your iPad, your iPhone, and we have a Windows beta as well. So we're very excited to provide this because it allows for group snippet sharing. You can take a single snippet group or multiple snippet groups and share them amongst a support team, amongst colleagues, amongst friends in your volunteer group, um, and really, really expose the power of TextExpander. Okay. And, And for those people that don't know what a snippet is, what would that be? Certainly. So at its heart, Text Expander takes short abbreviations and expands them into larger pieces of text. Simplest example would be capital T, small x becomes Text Expander. I type that 100 times a day, and I save tons of time typing it. More complex example is my support signature. Uh, so I have customized support signatures for each of our products. Even more complex would be fill-ins. So we offer fill-in-the-blank forms so you can customize what might be a standard reply and include personalized bits like a name or an option. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. And uh, and what seems to be a kind of a controversial topic today surrounding Text Expander 6 is uh, the fact that you are moving to a subscription model meaning uh, people, instead of paying a one-time fee for an app license, they'll be paying a, uh, a monthly or an annual fee. Uh, uh, and Did I get that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's the center of the debate. And, uh, and John, uh, since you're representing the, the side of our listeners that – that might be kind of leery or or unsure about subscription models. I I bet you have some questions. Well, the the first question I have is the question that I ask myself. Uh, the question I I worry about is whether uh, the app is such an essential part of my life that. Uh, the the price equals the utility of it in my personal experience. And I think the subscription model, which is um, an ongoing revenue, punctuates that personal approach to the cost versus the utility aspect. And I think it brings feelings out in people about whether they felt like they were 
had bought the app on an experimental basis, got some use out of it, had made some estimation of its utility, and and now they're confronted with diagnosing uh, their real uh, feelings about how essential the app is in their life. And I think that brings up some questions in many people's minds about whether they want to commit to ongoing revenue. So I think that's one of the first things that, that people would ask. And then I think the next thing that people would ask is, is how is the credit card system uh, managed in terms of security? Because lots of people um, may, may go through a service to buy the software and they feel like it's uh, they used that service before to you know enter a credit card number or maybe used PayPal and, and bypassed a credit card altogether. And now the situation is, is that there's a credit card number on file in the cloud somewhere, and they probably want to hear more about the security measures for that. So those are the first questions that come to my mind, and I'm sure comes to the mind of many uh, customers. Okay, so sure. I mean, I think in terms of the value proposition, um, the subscription model frees both us and the customer from uh, something that I think is bad for the long term of the software. So w- what we've been doing is, you know, we sell a license, um, and then 12 to 24 months later, we sell an upgrade and an upgrade and an upgrade, and we're forced to essentially withhold features. Um, I mean, we, we get them done, and they have to be in the major upgrade as opposed to being available now. Um, and it's really kind of a terrible model for software development and for getting good software out to users and things that we're capable of doing. Uh, so we're kind of excited about this because it frees us from that. From the user standpoint, you know, the question is, is the say, $4 a month on an annual plan worth it, um, you know, what TechSpooner tries to do in that vein is to make sure that you see value in it. So, uh, there's statistics in the app that tell you how many snippets you've expanded, how many characters you've saved, and how much time that saves you. Um, and, you know, it doesn't take a lot of expansion to save you $4 a month worth of time. So we try to hit it on both angles of the model is better in terms of what we can deliver. I mean, for example, now that we're offering the clients free of charge along with the service, we're able to offer a Windows client. Uh, you know, we're, we've able to make the investment to do that. Uh, we're, you know, it, currently in beta, and we expect over the next few months to flesh it out, and we're really excited about that. And this solves a problem for a number of our customers who are in mixed-use environments. They have a Mac at home and a Windows PC at work, or some even maybe vice versa. In terms of your second question, which was about uh, credit card security, we are using the same payment processor that we've been using all along. They're FastSpring. They're out of Santa Barbara. They have an excellent reputation. They've been in the business for over a decade, um, and our users who are already with us already trust them. So, uh, you know, we've, we've changed nothing there. The you know, the screen in which you do the entry is slightly different, but it's backed by the same people. They're the folks who are storing your card number. They're the folks who are complying with the uh, PCCI credit card regulations, et cetera. So I, I have, um, a, a, along those lines, they're probably not even, FastSpring's probably not even storing users' cards. I haven't dug into their system directly, but Typically, you know, like for our Mac Geek Gab Premium, it's a similar thing. There's there's the option to pay once, or you can pay on a recurring basis. But we don't 
store your credit card, nor does we're actually our well, sort of our own payment provider. We 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 had to roll our own solution, but um, but even with that, we never get the number. It's a, it's a token that's generated for us to to charge for a fixed amount. And it's up to us to charge it on the right schedule. And if we don't do that, then obviously we can be, you know, held liable and and all that good stuff. But um, yes, my apologies. I I should say that FastSpring is storing your credit card information, i.e. your token that comes back from the card company. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to understand that, that it, you know, it, if FastSpring has the ability to charge you on a monthly or annual basis, you know, on Smile's behalf uh, or on MacGeekGab's behalf, it, is a they only get the token to charge you for a fixed amount there it's not a variable thing someone else can't use that token for a different purchase it's one vendor you know if 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 i get fastspring's token for smile i can't go and use that token for macgeekgab it it's very very kind of uh, locked down in terms of what can happen there and so your credit card number is not on file and even if your credit card number were the bank still covers the fraud because somebody like FastSpring is supposed to be PCI compliant, like you said, and not let that stuff out. This is great information, Greg and Dave. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, I, I, I'm also. I also wanted to go back to one thing you said, Greg. The the biggest um, the, the biggest reason that I like. Uh, software subscriptions, be it from a company like Smile or you know an even smaller developer that's a single you know one man show kind of thing, or a company like Microsoft, is exactly what you said. Where you you uh, me as the user, I'm not stuck waiting for a feature just because you have to make a compelling enough case to sell me a bundle of features on a you know semi irregular basis um, you're selling me those features every month for a much lower fee or annually if i want to pay a discounted rate um, and then it's I, I think it works out great cuz you're com- you're compelled to to ship me those features as soon as they're ready as opposed to having to wait and bundle them all up and call them here's version 7 no version you know it just keeps rolling i like it it's good so greg I've been following the this whole debate about about subscription licensing really ever since Adobe announced that they were going to move Creative Cloud wow Creative Cloud to a subscription model and that was really controversial and uh, and I saw a lot of people saying that they were done with Creative Cloud and uh, and and then we've seen resistance to Microsoft Office 365, and 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 there are other apps that have come along that that have said, yeah, we're going to be subscription now. Do you see this as as something that's a big risk for for you or just developers in general making this move to uh, to a subscription model? And and yeah, I'll just stop there. I'll let you take it. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I think maybe the most important part of it is that it has to make sense. Um, and so, in the case of Text Expander, I believe that it does make sense in that uh, we have built this service that actually is going to provide value and that allows us to do something that we couldn't do before. In fact, in a way, you know, Text Expander 6 is a completely new product because 
you can share your snippet groups with other people. I mean, prior to now, your snippet data was siloed on your Mac or maybe on iCloud and Dropbox, so it was sort of a limited silo amongst your devices. Now, we have your snippets in the cloud such that you're able to share them with other people. And that's huge. I mean, the benefits in terms of accuracy of communication, consistency, and how to be current are, are, are astonishing. I, I can just give an example from today. So we have our support signature, and we have sort of supplemental text in it. And initially this morning, it said, want to join the Windows beta, you know, here, write us about that. But we realized that actually someone who wants to join in on the Windows beta can just go right ahead and download it. And so I I revised that, and everyone who's answering support from that moment on has the updated text in their supplemental support signature. It's it's amazing. I mean, I, I don't know how to convey that more forcefully, but I'm certainly going to keep trying through, throughout <laughs> the day and the week, I promise. Oh, sure. Now, John, since you're representing the, uh, the trepidatious user... Do you have other questions that uh, that you want to pose to Greg? Well, I do have one observation. Uh, because we discussed this uh, this morning in the meeting, I started thinking about my own feelings about this. And it seems to me like um, for many people, it's a quantitative decision. The value is instant and obvious, and it's a no-brainer to... Uh, go ahead and subscribe to the program because the, the app is really great, of course, as we know, and I've been using it for years. Um, but there is one psychological element to it that could be a factor, and that is that I think people have an emotional response as well as a technical response to a subscription program. And the emotional response is complex and nuanced, and it could involve resistance, basically, to the fundamental concept of a subscription program on an ongoing source of revenue. And I don't really know how to address that because it's an emotional issue and everybody has to deal with it in their own way. And I think that if you're really embracing the app and you've been using it, it's a critical part of your workflow, then, then the technology of it overcomes the emotion. But I think for many people who have been using it casually, um, and, and isn't mission critical, there'll be some sort of psychological or emotional resistance to this. And how that's overcome through, you know, reasoning and arguments of utility, I have no idea. I really don't. And I think it's uh, something that uh, it needs to be addressed in general with these kinds of subscription programs. You know, one of the big things for me when I look at subscription models, and it's a totally subjective thing, and it's do I see the value in that subscription? And and to, to be honest, most of the time that answer for me has been no. And, and you can see that through all of the music services that I've tried over the years. I never paid for any of them. I just I could not justify the subscription until Apple Music came along, and now I pay for that. But it was a totally a subjective example. thing. It's a great example, Jeff. I like that. Yeah. Why, thank you. Um, Greg, do you have any thoughts? Well, I, I mean, I think probably our biggest challenge um, is to 
really evangelize the benefits of sharing. Um, you know, Tax Expander 6 is much less about the subscription model, save that the subscription model fits what we're doing. Um, it's much more about sharing your snippet groups and sharing your knowledge with others. Um, and then about the things that we're able to do now that we couldn't before. So, for example, again, group sharing is the big feature, but in time, there can be more that are facilitated by having this server-based solution. Um, and so, for example, in the future, perhaps we could add integrations. So something that happens when you add a snippet to a group or something that happens when you edit a snippet in a group, uh, you know, maybe something via Zapier or if this, then that. And that entire world will be available to us now that, you know, prior to today, we just couldn't do. So that's the enthusiasm that, that we have about this, and trying to convey that to, to users and to convince them is, is certainly a challenge. I, I won't argue that. But I think maybe the, the final point is that no one is an island. So, you know, no, I mean, yes, people work alone or, you know, I, sure, I work out of my home, but I'm not an island. You know, I am a member of the Smile team and I do other things in my life. And I share with the people that I do these things with. And Texas Banner makes it easy to do that and to save time doing that. In, in ways that it couldn't before. And so, you know, I just hope that that doesn't get lost in the midst of all of this. And Dave, you have been quiet for a while. Do you have anything else you want to add? I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I think it, it's, I, I, I'm in agreement with uh, a lot of the stuff that, that Greg's been saying. This has been kind of my feeling about software um, pricing for a while. And, you know, I feel like, this is a great way of getting around that issue with especially well with both app stores but the i you know the iTunes iOS app store I'll call it um uh, even more so where there's no way to really trial software well guess what there is when you do it this way and it can work really well so i you know i um i i'm i'm all for it i think it's a good thing yeah all right. Okay. I think anybody who's been listening to this podcast and has some concerns would be very happy to hear about this discussion and understand the, the pricing model, the utility, and the, how the how the credit card is handled. So, um, so Greg, you probably want to splash this around and let people know about this discussion because it fleshes <laughs> oh, out absolutely some of the, no question some of their real issues. All right, we are almost out of time, but Greg, I'm going to play John for a moment and pose a question that I bet a lot of uh, listeners will have. What happens to the people that are using Text Expander 5, which has the perpetual license, now that Text Expander 6 is out? They are certainly more than welcome to continue using Texas Pender 5, though we sincerely hope that they will try Texas Pender 6. Um, and we expect Texas Pender 5 to continue to function. Uh, it is possible that a future version of OS 10 would render it non-functional in a way we couldn't cope with, uh, but we suspect that that's unlikely in the short-term future. Okay, cool. Well, uh, we are out of time. So, Greg, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a great pleasure to speak with you, gentlemen. Yeah, it's been wonderful. And John, thank you for being here. You're very welcome. Uh, Dave, thank you as well. 
My yeah, my pleasure. This uh, this was a good one. Yeah, I I think so. And uh, listeners, I'm curious what uh, what are your feelings on this? Uh, let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter. That would be at TMO Daily. You can shoot me emails. That would be observations at macobserver.com. Or you can leave comments in today's show notes. And uh, and I'm betting Greg will be interested in what you have to say as well. So I'll make sure what, whatever feedback you have gets passed on to him. And uh, thank you for joining us. We'll see everyone again tomorrow. <laughs>